We eat when we're not hungry, drink when we're not thirsty, we buy what we don't need and throw away everything that's useful. Why sell a man what he wants? Sell him what he doesn't need. Pretend he's got eight legs and two stomachs and money to burn. It's wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. Gotta do my gotta do my warm up exercise, get my voice in the right zone. That's a thing. It is a thing. It is a thing. When I would sing, I would always have to like, especially when I was first starting out, your voice gets blown out. So after the show and then before the show, you're like lemon and honey. Yeah, Danny Hafner. Yeah, Danny Hafner. He did that, and I wasn't a singer back when I played with him. And uh, he said it helped him. So wow, I lost my voice once. <clears throat> well, as I'm about yeah, to do it, you just did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at one mm. of our premieres, the one we had uh, for one of our films, our premiere uh, from the, screaming at people. The, all week? I don't know. Remember, it was that the Common Grounds one. Remember when we got all the pizza from next door? Oh yeah, we yeah, had yeah, it up yeah, there. Yeah. By the end, I was I couldn't talk. I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> did you? I saw uh, Vince Neil footage. He had to. He, don't he was like playing that. with yeah. He was playing with Motley Crue recently, <laughs> and he had to quit with like seven songs left. I'd be pissed, man. Oh, man, see that's what I, I feel it for Brian Johnson. Isn't Brian Johnson coming back for ACDC? He is. He ha- he was. He had that close surgery. to losing all of his hearing. Yeah, I know. And then Axel took over, and people weren't disappointed. No, I mean Axel is a great front man. Axel must love it because that band they don't hate him. <laughs> Whereas Slash will never stand next to him on stage. I think like, they're better now. Again. I don't think so. From what I heard that, that they're going on tour again. Yeah, yeah, but I have think I they think have an understanding now. that you do your thing and I do our thing. I think to, to be honest I mean, with you, I feel like Metallica's older bands like Metallica's have probably to like tour that too. because he, here's the thing. Back in the 80s, you only went on tour so that you People bought your album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you don't. Have I can to. get your album for free. I don't need to pay you a dime to listen to your music. Yeah. You have to go on tour to make money. That's, That's why it's no interest to me to see. If I was going to go see a band in concert, I'd almost be more likely to see a newer band. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm not going to I'm watch Def Leppard play. I, we've seen them during the Adrenalize tour. We've seen them at their prime. We, we don't saw need them, to see them at the very, like right before they started going down. Yeah, they were still. There was. Oh yeah, it was like ninety one. I mean, probably the biggest moment in their life was hysteria, but uh, it was. But they they were still riding that yeah, yeah, glory. That they they weren't like I didn't really care for a journalist. It was yeah. way overproduced. They had a couple of songs on there, but everything was like really overproduced. Yeah. It's like Alice Cooper is coming to the amphitheater around here, and I'm like, man, I said I'd love to see Alice Cooper, but I don't want to see Alice Cooper. He's like, 75. There's certain bands. He's 75 like, years old. Like Billy Joel is not going to be a whole lot different than he was. Yeah. I mean, he sits at the piano and he sings. <laughs> I mean, I don't care if he weighs 50 Well, that's what Elton John was going to go on his last tour this I've next seen time. those How two guys. How many people have not said that I've seen though? Elton John and Billy Joel together three times. See, if you're lucky, you see these guys in their prime, you three don't times, to see them again. I saw them, and they were all stadiums, and it was Yeah, you saw crazy. Clapton. See, you saw, we've both seen a lot of bands at their prime, I think. Yeah. My, I'll work this back. One of my favorite was, uh, <laughs> not to get too far off the rails, uh, I don't think you were with me. It was uh, Slaughter, Tesla. No, I missed this one. Um, wasn't uh, Vince Hal- Neil? Wasn't Halford's other band Fight, Fight in this? Yeah, um, I remember you talked about it. Candlebox, for, for Metallica. Years. That's the fucking lineup. I mean, we saw, one of, the best, we saw one of the best. We saw one of the best lines. We saw Suicidal Tendencies together. No, when, I never seen Suicide. Yeah, they were playing in that show with Corn and uh, No, that Megadeth, was, it was Flatsman Jetsam. 
Okay. Megadeth, Corn. I would have loved if it was suicidal. And it's funny because I've used Megadeth before as an example Some of uh, when you ever talk to somebody about if they sounded good live. Yeah. Metallic, that Megadeth show. Ooh. It was like, like it. it was like putting in a CD yep. with Megadeth. It's awesome. It was ridiculous. I, I loved them. And that, that's another band I would not see. Well, they got troubles now anyways. But here, I'll work this back. All right, get it back. See, I, I was thinking when you were talking Metallica, how great it would be to have a, some kind of monster too to see where they are now because they both that all of them have gone through a whole bunch more shit in their lives. That Some Kind of Monster was a great documentary. It was really, great. It was really good. You felt think, bad for them at times. I felt bad and, for them through, for putting it out because it really... I felt bad for the psychiatrist at one point too, when they just made him feel uncomfortable and were telling him. I imagine other bands gave him shits. Yeah. Like, they oh, hey, just where's, done your, that. where's your psychiatrist? That should have been done off camera. Uh, them firing him. Yeah, uh, at the end, and then just I don't like feel bad lines, for them firing <laughs> lines on the like, screen. Yeah, but he rode. They had their, it all he, out. He rode their coattails for oh, way shit, too yeah. long. The best part of that whole documentary was them hiring the new bass player. Oh, they yeah. Got, they give them the a million in. dollar says, check. Yeah, we're going to give you a million dollars right now to show you how serious we are about this whole situation. And then you saw the guy going through the promotional stuff, and he was like, wow, this guy is riding the wave. And he's still there. He's still there he's with them. He's a full-fledged. So. He's been there probably longer than Newstead was at this point, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I worked it back in the movies. Did you? <laughs> I did. I don't know how <laughs> successful I was at it. You know anything interesting this week? Um, let's see. No, the rain's really kind of rain has been put the brakes crazy in Florida. I'm sure it's apocalyptic everywhere. lightning and thunder too. Like, yeah. like do your shit in the mornings because the afternoons yeah. are ruined. Our grass. I mowed our lawn, and in two days it needs mowing again. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I mowed ours like two days ago, and it was the second I stopped the mower, the drop started flying. I was like, thank God, my timing's been good this week. I mowed it for an hour <coughs> and a half in the downpour. Yeah. We have our mom showing up in about, what do we got here, 12, two hours, something like that. Yeah. She can and be we on the end of the in, podcast? In, no, I think we'll mm-hmm. be done by then. But You ever going to do a podcast with her? She says she's not interested. People, some people love listening to be and don't want to be on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not for you. This is Secretly for the fans. Record. Where does a loud mic? Here you go. I'm <laughs> just, just going to clip this mic right onto here. you. My hearing's not so good. So I, guess, <laughs> <laughs> I have a hearing aid now, <laughs> but I have to have you mic'd up. I said, don't trash Tom Hanks. Oh, because we're going to be talking about him today, too. So we got, if you haven't seen our... There, you brought it back. Our Man versus Nature uh, episode one, you should go back and check it out. It was awesome. It was real fun. Nature wins, by the way. Yeah, on a lot of these cases, <laughs> nature does win. Uh, so we came up, We during the pod, we were like, well, this obviously there's so many movies like this, we should do a part two. And this is our part two. We came up with 10 movies that are like really great. Uh, all missing qu- the one I really wish was on here. But what what, what right. is that? What, Twister. See, this is what you got to tell me before we get. We've talked Twister before. That's probably one of the uh, reasons I had left. I just off. like to get. Uh, That's a big budget, B- Bill, too. Bill uh, Paxton. Bill Paxton, yeah. In on it. Hey, man. We, he's not in any of these? I guess he's not. He's not. We can we can say that he we just he played the Val Kilmer role in Ghost in Darkness. <laughs> we'll just say it's Bill Paxton. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's seen Ghost in the Darkness. I love that movie. All right, let's gonna start off here. We got ten of these flicks. This first one is probably one of the more famous ones when people think man versus nature, trying to survive and the unsurvivable is two uh, thousands Castaway. Yep. An interesting thing happened when I went to see this. I saw it by myself. Saw it during the week. I was like, I don't want it a whole lot of people. I want to go see it. I'll see it at like uh, noon. Uh, nothing will go wrong. And I went there and they were like, 
they were like, all right, we can get you into this movie, but we should let you know that it's going to be in closed captions because this is the closed caption uh, showing that we do like twice a week. And I'm like, oh, God. And I said, I don't want to come back. I said, I said, it's Castaway. How much dialogue could it be? It was Ten like, lines. I know. So I'm like, sure, let's do the closed caption. But then they said but like, wind. breaks, breaks rock. On. No, it was it was even worse than that. It was like wind, rain sounds, and everything. So that was almost can't your eyes the screen looking yeah, at the yeah, screen yeah. tell you that it's raining and windy? It, you would think, but <laughs> he's holding onto the tree and he's sideways. It's, it not, it's windy. It, it did not like whirling noise when oh, they. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know that really me. helps people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, it's great. I, that I'm they appreciate have, that they have that. It is great that they have one of those. Uh, but and it didn't take. What away was that? What was that? Garrett Morse Saturday Night Live. Uh, which one is that? When they had, uh, when the, he did the hard of hearing, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he just said it really Good loud. night and have a pleasant tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Yeah, it didn't take away from the movie experience whatsoever, too. And my only problem ever with Castaway is uh, I didn't want to see all that crap after he got off the island. I would have oh, yeah. loved to it, it to end on the, the, at the ship, at the or even at the tarmac. I'm, I'm cool with yeah. the tarmac yeah. with him being out there and not wanting to come out and everything, and then maybe wrapping yeah. up right there. Who was the director? Uh, Zemeckis. This was yeah. an interesting. He likes to. He likes to. This was a one where Hanks had to take a break halfway through it to, to grow his beard. No, to lose, lose his the weight. weight. Okay. Yeah, to lose the or was put it on. No, I think it was to lose the weight. Why would they should have done it the other way around? It's yeah. way easier to put on weight. That that's what I hear to... they do with a lot of those <laughs> infomercial models that you see pictures of. Oh, the before and after. Yeah, that they stuff? they're actually after, and then the before is them gaining really? weight. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. <laughs> it makes complete sense though. We're like, we, you're gorgeous right now. Let's take all your pictures. Now go eat a shitload of hamburgers and come back here in a month. You gotta be really, you gotta be really on your game to know you're gonna, if you're that, do that for a living, to know you can get back to that. I mean, like people like Mark Wahlberg says, I'm gonna gain 40 pounds. And Mark Wahlberg doesn't need a personal trainer at this point. No, 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 that's true. But if he said, I'm gaining 30 pounds, and uh, they can lose it really quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they can. That bodybuilder guy that was the son of Frank Diotto with the, bakery i worked at mm-hmm. he was a competitor he would get into f- into his weight class and he would gain 25 pounds in the next two days wow 25 pounds <laughs> i'm not sure that's healthy for you but it's yeah. not well tom hanks let's talk castaway let's talk first off the incredible nighttime crash oh, of the airplane yeah and, and it was cool too because it was a it was just him and and a few pilots. other people, yeah, no, like pilot, two other the people. Yeah, yeah. Was there even a? Uh, I don't even know if there was a stewardess or a flight attendant. I don't think so. There. It was a. It was like FedEx, right? Yeah, it was FedEx. That's right. So it had all parcels on the uh, on the ship and everything. I wonder like how. That. I wonder how difficult it was to get FedEx to agree to, because when you see a plane crash <laughs> yeah, on you TV, don't see either downtown. it's an airline that's never yeah. heard of, or it happened to an actual plane. It's true that we can trace back and say, okay, this was. Because this was a pretty big promotional thing for FedEx. They showed FedEx a lot in this. Yeah, their names were stamped over every goddamn package that he found on the beach. Yeah, that stuff in Russia. Was it Russia at the very beginning Mm -hmm. where he's uh, doing the the almost rally, uh, the relay race of uh, how long it takes packages to get done? And then all the way to the crash and the keeping the one package that you got to see the thing and then uh, the whole delivering it thing. What if that was a satellite phone? That is another major problem I have with this movie. <laughs> you know, no one would have left that. I, I no. Could see No. One Hell no. 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 I'm opening every package on day one. Absolutely. <laughs> day one? You're not going to wait until... Slugs. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're not going to wait until at least day Fuck three no, or man. something? <laughs> I want to spend uh, as very little time on that island as possible. Yeah, I would assume for the most part. Then again, the movies have told us otherwise. That if if the, you're, listen, you're if, if the island was survivable, mm-hmm. I would find a way. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I I feel like I have that in me. He got lucky. He get, had a good scenario where he probably could have lived there his entire life. Yeah. Water source, shelter, no predators, fresh, like, food. Yeah. Crabs, natural diuretic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that crash was crazy. It the, wasn't. The fact that it was just nighttime, too. We didn't get to see many nighttime crashes before. Mm-mm. And it was all him. It would be like how it would happen to any of us, jolted awake. You know, when you're sleeping in your chair, you're jolted yeah. awake, and then all of a sudden, when you see the pilots freaking out, that's that's something on these cargo ships when he's that close. He's like in the jump seat. So yeah. he has no fucking uh, kind of... <laughs> front, front and center. <laughs> yeah, he's front and center. <laughs> he's got to see it all. And then they're... Uh, remember, he he detaches himself at one point because I think he didn't lose the locket he had, uh, the picture of uh, Helen Hunt. I think so, and yeah. He went and grabbed it, and it, it might have... No, he got back to his chair. I forgot chair. Helen Hunt wasn't... wasn't yeah, you, the you almost forget it because she's only at the very beginning at the very end. But... People are still scared of flying. I flew last week to Pittsburgh. Uh, chances are you... The people next to me... It's so rare, man. It's so we haven't rare. had a domestic crash in years yeah. years i mean there's and a we lot fly of ones thousands where, where things have to turn back or have to yeah land, but course. now it's more unruly passengers than anything else did you see any sn- snippy uh yeah the, the last flight the, the one woman she was just mad that she she got up when they turned the she got up during landing and went to the bathroom oh what the hell you don't see that much and uh they like apparently didn't want to get in a fight with her and then she came back and she was gonna grab her bag and run past everybody before they got out of their seats and she was being real bitchy about crazy and i got to the point i almost said hey we are all in a hurry yeah i don't even everybody has to go i used to be the guy that stands up right after we get get tags in and now just fucking just wait your row i'm just gonna wait every just wait row by row (laughs) and you can't go out past people they play movies uh the on the way up i had one fight with movies the rest of them no what'd you watch um, I can't even remember. Oh, it's good movies I see on on. Flight I didn't stuff. have uh, headphones. Oh, they don't have the really. Well, oh, I bring my iPhones. Anyways, yeah, iPhones have the lightning cable. Yeah, and they haven't adopted that that setup a, yet. Uh, so you need the one eighth. You need the one eighth adapter. I have an adapter that will yeah. switch from my regular one into the one you put in the new the, iPhones. The so flights cool. were so short; it wasn't worth it. <laughs> Same with Tom Hanks. His flight was really <laughs> short. I think I love it. once he lands. That's probably my favorite part. You know that next morning yeah. for the next fifteen minutes where it's completely silent and it's him just taking the guy's shoes off, going through his wallet, burying him, opening the packages, trying to open the coconut, and everything. That's just that's awesome, and that's why I always say. And most people would probably disagree with me, but I wish it was the only talking would be him. In everything, like even at the even the crash at the beginning, it's but, Voight, you asshole. Yeah, I don't mind a, cu- a couple of things, but I love the complete and utter silence. And I got most of it. I mean, most of uh, this movie is that, but I, that's what d- makes me uh, unhappy about the ending is that we have to. It feels like a different movie and a yeah. movie that you were done with by that. It should point. have been. He's off. He whatever. rescued. He got him back. Yeah, that's why I like what they did with like Captain Phillips. We saw him for. I want to. I want to see them. I don't want it to like end when he sees the ship, kind of like Arctic. I would rather yeah. have them got him and see some an emotional outpour or something. Like what he did at the end of uh, Captain Phillips was one of the best things he ever did when he got on there and he just broke down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to see that news of the world with him, man. He's still got it. 
Tom Hanks. He, did you question the head? Go away. Uh, the tooth scene in this. That's one of those situations. It's very similar to the 127 hours where you know at some point you're going to have to deal with this. Yeah. And you, you know it's not going to be pretty in any way whatsoever, and you'd have to do it. You didn't have. You wouldn't have a choice. He's just lucky he had this, the ice skate because <laughs> I don't know what he would do without the ice skate. Tie a string to a tree and run in the other direction. It was it was smart. I would have loved. I would have really enjoyed to be in the writers' room when they were making uh, writing the screenplay because I would have loved to have seen. All right, we got packages here. What's going to be in the packages that's going to help him? I bet they had that aren't like crazy. I bet they had a survivalist on the in the room. I would hope so. I'm not sure if Zemeckis wrote this or it, uh, or something. I think I've told did. it before on another podcast, but. Um, we had a special forces guy come and talk to our MBA class, oh, yeah. and we did an exercise where we broke into groups, and they this gave us the pod they gave us a list. Sure. He's like, "You're stuck at sea. The ship just sunk. You're on a life raft. Here are 20 things that you have available to you. List them in order of importance, from most important to least important. Nice, and uh, like it had everything from like." raincoat to you know what was the most important uh a, a mirror mirror yeah then obviously stuff you can signal and you can make a fire possibly me, mostly just so you can signal signal yeah i would imagine like flare gun was everybody thought was number one but yeah. i mean you had like two flares yeah and the chances of someone seeing it in, in oh the, that was the problem we came in when we did uh all is lost uh maybe we should just jump right all is lost let's just let's, jump in let's do it all right Paul's going uncharacteristically. I'm going, I'm going rogue. It was, skip, it was number five on the list, but that was, a great, that was a great moment uh, in the movies when, with him and the flare guns at the end. So 2013's All is Lost is one of those movies, and what I talked about earlier where I wanted to be completely silent with uh, Castaway, I got it with All is Lost. Yeah. I got that movie because All is Lost, there is barely any talking other than him Mayday and Mayday, and yep. he wakes up. That was it. He wakes up similar to like when Hanks wakes up and the plane's crashing. He wakes up and his boat had had hit like yeah. a cargo, cargo, like trash in the fucking ocean. One of those containers fell off. Huge containers. Ship and yeah. post punched a hole. Very likable right that that would be the uh, case too. So it, I mean, it'd be like it'd be like stubbing your toe on a needle in the grass in yeah. the middle of a football field. Yeah, it's I like, mean, you, <laughs> it's you're the not, chances of that don't buy happening. a lottery ticket. <laughs> that yeah, week, but. and this movie in particular. Is something that, and maybe number six, is something that uh, could hit home. Because one of my wife's bucket list dreams is to buy a sailboat that you can sleep on and take it on like day trips, two, three days at a time. Mm-hmm. And the, the, have all the safety equipment. Yep. Satellite phone. Sat phone, for sure. Satellite phone. They're yeah. like 500 bucks. Yeah. Two of them. Just yeah. in case one doesn't work. And all the work. batteries you need. <laughs> Just in case it doesn't work. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy on here that's like, I wish I had this or if I only had that. And what's interesting, though, it really helps to watch all these movies, too. It does you prepare learn you some a lot. Stuff. You learn a lot of different yeah. stuff in these movies and everything. And all is lo- like with All is Lost, you could tell. So it's Robert Redford. He was a super skilled. Yeah. At, he, he didn't panic. He just... Worked very to patch, methodical. Yeah, to even at that beginning where I was like, I would put like a little speed in my step here because the, your cabin is flooding with water and you're you're not sealing yeah. this hole up well enough. And but he's just taking it the way it is. He's almost like half finishing his food or something. You know? And he had a he had a life raft. 
yeah to get into like yeah. a, a competent one you that tried to keep it kind of up, up from going on there until absolutely necessary yeah. but it eventually became this and they had that cool thing it was like it was like a like a parachute he threw into the water that I think the currents were pulling the yeah. boat along. That mm-hmm. was pretty cool. For anybody that that wants to sail, I mean, this is obviously, you're going to sail through bad weather yeah. and you're going to run into problems when you're on the water. That's just a fact. That's true. And that's why I've retired my boat is because I can no longer trust the engine. And I know... Yeah. I like with I'm my so car. I like to, I like to go outside and know it's going to start. Yeah. It's even more so with that with a boat. Now <laughs> I had Cito, which you get a cell signal, and I had a radio. Yeah. On the boat, they'll tell you back in. They'll tell you back in, but it's a real pain in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. I don't want to be stranded at sea. And we usually take family members with little kids out, and it was like. Tom Hanks it's had like, it a lot better on that island than this guy had it just on that boat. Yeah, you know, because, I mean, well, he was fully stocked with food. That was the good thing is he had a ton of food. He had a ton on of there. food. He had a desalinizer. He had I think. naps. Yeah, and he had that desalinizer that he. Uh, what would he? Is that the one where he? Uh, or am well, I confusing my movies where he put it in that big like bucket? He like cut a top about it and had it in the uh, sun. I think, yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, that was it, because that's where he lit the fire at the end. He yeah. dumped all the water out and put all the paper in there. And uh, Oh, to get the boat to... To get the boat uh, notice. Because th- that was the most frustrating part of this movie, Is and it is with any of these movies, when you see the boat in the distance, yeah. and y- you're you're like, ah. Oh, I hope you saw him. Yeah, I hope you saw him. And, and keep, it, keep in mind, your if flares. you're sailing, if you're a big boat, you're on radar and... Someone uh, uh, radar stuff. I mean, you're visually looking, but if you have the sun in your eyes, you yeah. can miss a, something that small on the horizon. Can off. those big boats? Those big boats can identify those little boats, like his his boat, even not through visuals. You think it, they have? Uh, I don't equipment know if the radar picks up. Depends on the boat. You should be able to pick up a blip on the radar. Yeah, you would think you would. But I don't know how. I mean, I know big. Back in the day. I don't know how big a boat needs to be for it to even have a footprint huh. on the radar. Well, he played this really well. I mean, this was kind of like tailored for him. And, and when this came, what was he this? Still uh, he's still alive. Yeah, he's still uh, kicking and doing a lot of stuff. So 2013, he did this, and uh, he did a fantastic job. And it couldn't possibly have been easy for someone his age to, to pull off, too. Probably not. I mean... He was wet and, like, miserable. Through half, half of the, the thing was probably obviously on a closed were, yeah, obviously, set in a water tank. And then a lot of yeah. it for the... I'm not sure where they filmed this. But I mean, you can film job. you can film a hundred yards off the beach and point it towards the mm-hmm. open ocean, and then you'll think you're in the middle of the ocean. You also think it's an easy kind of feat to be an actor to go in and oh, I don't have any words. This is going to be easy, but that's I mean, hard acting, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to sell this with just your plain physicality and your I mean, emotions and your reactions. I mean, that's why they got him. Yeah, or uh, he probably help develop this movie yeah i mean maybe he's, he's a, usually i wonder if he was a big I, kind of boatsman too he probably is yeah i loved it i loved all he likes loss. motorcycles well, let's go let's continue with the water let's go from uh from a really smart person to a bunch of dumbasses all right so we're gonna go to 2000s the perfect storm which i rewatched, and i did enjoy it more than the last time yeah. i enjoyed it i'm frustrated by decision making in it for sure plus keep in mind we only know they had a fictional 
fictionalized that the last was the, that 30, was the 30 problem. minutes. That like, was the other problem I had. Like, I'm like, Marky Mark's character wasn't hanging on to George Clooney. He's like, <laughs> we're going to make it? No. And that, that was the main problem I had. Man, Mark Wahlberg, man, he I, he didn't come around to being next level until The Departed came out. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. When The Departed came out, you were like, who the fuck is this guy? He has gone next level. Before I that, ha- he I was, didn't have to say that because I knew who he was. But. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, just our surprise. <laughs> he was in the and, Funky Bunch, man. <laughs> or, he, or he was the Funky Bunch. <laughs> no, I just meant our surprise. Surprised that holy oh. shit, he has gone next level as yeah. a good actor. His now. brother did the same thing on uh, Six Sense. Six Sense. Yep, he came out with Six Sense. You're like, holy fuck, where the hell this guy been? So, in this one, he was still into that because the, he married the, was which one of them that, is married to the crazy was... person that that doesn't believe in vaccinations? Oh, Gwyneth? No, no, Jenny McCarthy. Oh, one of yeah, that's ma- Donnie. Okay, Donnie's yeah. married to her. Yeah. He sucks. Crazy. <laughs> this, he sucks worse, but he yeah. sucks for married. So that was one of my main problems that they, no one knew what the hell happened once they went to see, other than what may have been relayed to Elizabeth, uh, Mary Elizabeth Monster Antonio. Yeah. But talk about a good cast. I oh, mean, that you cannot yeah. deny that yeah. they put together every character, good character actor at that time came on to do this movie. And this is the same director who did Air Force One and, damn, I can't remember his name, Wolfgang Peterson. He did Air Force One. He knows his action flicks and everything. But you got John C. John C. Riley was next level awesome yep. in this. Movie. Everybody on the uh, crew, John was Hawks good. Was, great was great in it. Uh, William Victor was incredible in it. Um, who else am I missing? Obviously Clooney and uh, Mary Mark Master Wahlberg, Antonio. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, and, and there was a couple other people. There was some, oh, Michael Ironside was the boss yeah. that kind of sent him out there. He didn't lose his arm either. Um, Doesn't he usually? Yeah, he usually loses his arm. Movie, but uh, Diane Lane, probably the cutest I'd ever seen her. Yeah, because it was a very Boston movie too. At the very beginning of the movie, like I went, Marie and I, when we went to New England. Yeah, I mean, she really loves port cities and boats. Mm -hmm. We went to the shipyard in Boston, but then we went to Gloucester, and uh, they have the memorial right on where they went out oh this is a and we i don't know if we mentioned this is obviously based on a true story yeah and oh the uh chris chris what's his name (laughs) chris what's his name from uh he was the the meteorologist Oh, oh yeah, Christopher McDonald. Yeah, yeah, shoot him again. Shoot him again. That's what I was trying to think. Oh yeah, yeah. And another problem that you could tell early on. I saw this in the theater. This was obviously based on uh, the characters because it took like forty-five minutes for them to go back out again after they came in the beginning. So they were they were really establishing who this was. John C. Riley didn't have his the uh, one guy that decided to go to Florida and not go out. Oh yeah, but then John Hawks was going to date that uh, that uh, that big girl at the bar, and they they were starting a flirtatious thing, and you realize that wasn't going to end up happening, and. Clooney was a little like manic. I mean, he was a little crazy in yeah. this movie. It didn't yeah. help that he was kind of being put down Here's by Michael thing. Ironside. Here's the thing: you can go fishing at any. You can dump all your fish and go back out yeah. another day. The, what made it really kind of shitty for the situation is they had been on a dry streak yeah. from getting fish. Yeah, and they and they needed, just let it. They let it blind themselves. Listen, I, I'm a big fan of not putting things in your way that you'll regret horribly later. Yeah. Like I've gone out and played golf and been doing really, really well. And the rain comes and you got like four holes left and you see lightning way off in the distance. Like, no, I'm like, I'm going to quit. I was with someone like three weeks ago and they're like, what? Yeah. You can't quit. I was like, listen, 
I'll come back out and play these four holes later. I'll count it as the same round of golf. I don't give a shit. But you can't un-get struck by lightning. God. And, and boating is, it, that's a mistake. I mean, these movies prove it. And One this is, thing. And especially with, we've realized I'm not into the shows, but I know they has a lot of shows dealing with catch. the deadliest catch and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And it's dangerous shit, man. That's out in there. the title. <laughs> it's very deadly. And it isn't the deadliest catch because the fish are deadly. It's the deadliest catch because you're in the Bering Strait. Yeah. And you, you have about two minutes. Yeah, and you, you got fall a bunch over. of stinky asshole uh, egos all around yeah. you too, which doesn't yep. help. The scene with John C. Riley and the hook in his hand—oh oh, man, that man. was good. That was a great scene. It was you, well. You gotta give it to these people that will immediately just boom, jump off that yep. boat to help anybody at any time. You gotta be good swimmers to be able to do that type of job because you gotta assume at some point I'm gonna be in the friggin' water. Yeah. You know, you you can't. I don't do think that you necessarily have to be. A, I think you should. Good, you should. I think be. You should. Well, okay. up there, it's almost like. You only have a couple minutes, so yeah. Well, because of the uh, the, temperature. the temperature of the yeah. water, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Ugh. And then it nothing's more frustrating than listen to or, or having uh, Mary Elizabeth Monster Antonio or or uh, Bob Guten. I forgot him and Karen Allen were in that other boat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah, they but, had that side thing. Also, the, yeah, Cherry the, Jones, the, the, was, the helicopter. Yeah, the helicopter the, was a the great one stuff. dude with the red hair that's in a bunch yeah. of stuff. I've seen a bunch of stuff lately. Damn, who was in that hell? Oh, you're talking about the guy from Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was in Day yep. After Tomorrow. He was one of the scientists on Day After Tomorrow. Uh, and the guy, the pilot, was also famous. He was another character actor that I've seen in the Karen Allen's stuff. dad in the movie. He that's was Bob Gooden. Too. Yeah, he's yeah. the uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> what was he? The. Uh, <laughs> We'll have a little book burn party <laughs> in the I'll yard. I'll you down with the sodomites. <laughs> He's great in everything, uh, too. Serious. Uh, like, he has a seriousness to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He when... adds a lot of kind of credibility to it. So that was an interesting side thing that they told. I mean, it was a true story. I mean, so it was a true story. It was it. literally like three crazy storms that yeah. would never happen simultaneously coming in and hitting each other in the same. And they tried to tell Clooney this. Yeah. She had... I think we're going to push forward. Yeah. What God. the hell, dude? It's definitely the most frustrating movie to watch. Him in and to watch Mark Wahlberg in. It's just yeah. like, you want to, that's with me, and maybe that's just them playing that character. I mean, really you can well. say most of these movies are frustrating, with the exception of a couple. It's true, but there's, most of these people, I can at least can understand their decision making. Not a, number a 10 either. <laughs> no, well, he he had a mental breakdown. That yeah, was a little different. That, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the next one. All right. Let's uh, let's go let's, let's go let's go back. Let's go, go back, back to number two. Dante's Peak, nineteen ninety seven. Love this movie. Man. I love this movie I too. I can still watch this every year to this day. <laughs> I watched it uh, at the Dollar Theater on University yeah. when there was that when I first moved to Gainesville, like day two or three. You were like, "This is a Dollar Theater right down there," and I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Dante's Peak is playing." I think I had already seen it once, but I was like, "For a buck, I'll go see it." Like yeah. a true Dollar Theater. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was so good. It was such a great thing to see Pierce Brosnan. Both those guys, Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton, you would almost not I'm think not even of them. a big fan of hers, but... She was great in this, She was though. great this, this was... She didn't have... The problem with her is she... A lot of... Inadvertently, she comes with a lot of Terminator baggage. Yeah. <laughs> it seems. Yeah. It's you're just thinking of Terminator and everything. And same with Pierce Brosnan. This might have been before... For, this was well, that might have been during James Bond era too. Ninety seven. They let him do stuff between the stuff. You would, you would think, think they would keep him. I don't know. They, as James they Bond. They do. Uh, Daniel Craig's doing did Knives Out, and he's still Bond, so Dude. he's still doing stuff. 
Yeah, I don't know. That might have been a uh, maybe that was a Roger Moore contract. <laughs> I don't know. He might have done Cannonball Run. Was it? Is he still Bond when he Cannonball 81, Run? Eighty one, eighty two. Yeah, he might have been on that. Well, they were making James Bond jokes in it, so it makes sense that they would have. <laughs> <laughs> Mother, you know too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love it. But Dante's Peak, man. So we're obviously we're talking about volcanoes. Yeah, I'm uh, always fascinated. I had a, I I hate I. It's weird. I wish I could go back and do school differently. Mm-hmm. I, I fought against math and Seismo- science. Seismologist you want to be? No, <laughs> no. I just would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. And one of the classes when I went to college, I had to take a science elective, and I took um, uh, rock science. That's interesting. Geology. Geology, like, yeah. and uh, most of it had to do with volcanoes, and the dude that was teaching it had a friend that died in that Mount McKinley um, oh, eruption was it Mount McKinley? Mount St. Helen. Mount St. Helen. Yeah, that was the eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mount St. Helen. He was. I saw on... a movie about that when I was young, and it disturbed me. Of uh, I think it was, damn, I, I don't, I don't even know who was in it. It was, it was a movie, early movie from about Mount St. Helen. So it was yeah. scary. As well, hell. then me and my wife went on our honeymoon to Italy and spent the whole day at Pompeii. Yeah. Then, see, that will change went your mind. Through the tours, and that's I, awesome. I smuggled a little lava rock. Oh back. shit. Ha! They're after Statue you. Statue limitation is over. <laughs> <laughs> I can comfortably speak about it on the radio. I think that's somebody's <laughs> toe, dude. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> they keep finding new stuff in oh, there, shit, yeah. digging around there. But We're it talking was about going... Pretty uh, fascinating. We'd like to go back to Iceland in January while that thing is still erupting. Oh, People yeah? are taking photos of that shit, dude. And the tickets there are cheap. They're like, if you if you look at the right time of the year, $400. We saw tickets the other day. They were a little more expensive. They were like four ninety five, but it was a straight shot there and a straight shot back from like seven hours Orlando to yeah Orlando Iceland? to Reykjavik and Reykjavik to uh, Orlando on the way back when we went we Ooh. had to go from we had to go from Reykjavik to Germany back here and it was like a 17 hour flight. you got a few you got to experience a little bit of Germany though right that was the good thing that's about pretty it. Cool. but now that we've done that we'd rather go a straight shot because yeah. when it does a straight shot like that it's just a little bit more than California I mean it's, you go for a weekend with that type of thing so we'd like to go over there because people are going there and you could stand right next to it and they think this thing is going to be erupting for years well, well maybe we'll so, write a folk song about you <laughs> uh, <laughs> fascinated with films won't be as good without you what was great about this is the small town that they kind of developed yeah. in it it was yeah. supposed to be in washington they were just it was centered around that uh that festival the best little yeah. town in america but somewhere. it's almost like the jaws syndrome yep. like nobody wants Absolutely. to pay attention to the danger that's this is coming gonna make us look bad because we're gonna have to cancel and lose our revenue for yep. the year it's exactly what the it same is thing with perfect storm they wanted to make all that money yep. and they didn't want the endangered greed kills yeah i'm i will always weigh human life over oh i always uh, weigh that, my yeah, life yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> let's, let's straighten that out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well remember how the start of this when pierce lost his wife in the in a really horrible eruption in that big like chunk of like yeah rock came through the top of the jeep and like went into her skull she yeah. just like fucking just devoured her brain and she just died in the passenger seat in his arms yeah and that's how it started and then you went to this and i mean you can't come back from that there was a couple really great key scenes in dante's peak you were like oh i can't wait for it like the two people in the spa when or the the natural springs yeah where you didn't realize right before the eruption that the springs will turn like poison and they'll turn into like acid well like yellow 
people try to go in the hot springs and stuff. Oh, Jesus, Yellowstone that's crazy. Die. That's the only stuff you I can't think of a worse way to die. You don't see hardly man. any signs in Iceland whatsoever unless you're near a lot of the hot water and, and it will you'll see that temperature and the uh, the cross sign through it, like the Ghostbusters slash through it, just because that goes through every nationality. It's hot. Don't go in there. Yeah. It's boiling. I mean, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> use your brains. So that was a great scene. I love where the, 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 the grandmother going the through boat. the water. Woo, when she got out into the acid. Like, talk about talk about bad case scenario. They're on a metal boat in a, yeah. in a lake that's turning sulfuric acid. And they're literally, what were they like? 20 yards from shore, maybe? Yeah, it was crazy. 10? From a filmmaker's standpoint, it's brilliant because all you have to do is tell the audience, that, oh, it's acid, and we put like yeah. dry ice on the whole thing, and then she just has to scream and yeah. walk through it. But, yeah, it was great. But we can always, uh, of the ash, the ash in this movie, because... I love the truck that he had. Oh, yeah, great truck with the snorkel. With the snorkel. I was telling my wife about the snorkel. She didn't know about the snorkels Jeeps. with you the You go trucks, up to man. Live Oak, yep. and you see a Oh, lot yeah, I'll see him. I'll point him out. I said, look, this car thing's got a snorkel. Yeah, it means so it goes mud bogging a lot. Yeah. You need to keep that water out of the engine. Great character actors in this, too. You had the guy from, uh, he was in The Thing. He was the one that uh, whose head dropped off the back of his head. He was the leader of the yeah. expedition yeah, yeah. in this. And uh, there was a couple he other. He was the one that was hanging onto the bridge when it, yeah, he, when oh, it went man. over. Such a great scene, man. They, they just did a great job with this. The scene where Pierce cost a ton of money to make Pierce had heard about that tunnel that he uh, remember at the end where oh, it was yeah. an eruption he had to drive, drive the car straight into it, the truck into it had a compound fracture ooh it was crazy don't man. get this, those this movie had everything definitely check out probably uh, cost Dante's a lot of money at the time to make and I would it, imagine it, did, isn't it one of those movies that had a competitive movie come out at the same time yeah volcano. volcano and I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing of volcano <laughs> that was the Anne who was Hesh, the star in that Anne Hesh and Anne. uh Tommy Lee Jones. So Tommy Lee Jones could have been killed it. I don't know. I I was always a Dante's peak. It, it's weird. With those competitive movies, you always side with one than another. Uh, more so than the other. But, I mean, I'll have to go back. Simpsons and, did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll have to go back and watch Volcano. I don't know if I've seen it or not. All right. All right. Let's go to the next one here. 1972. <clears throat> definitely another a Robert, different. Another different, Robert Redford. Yeah. <clears throat> is and Jeremiah Johnson. And this is... More of a different shift from some of the other movies. Oh, for sure. This is more, I'm, the beginning of the movie, and I don't know if this was based on a real person or not, he just wanted to be a mountain man. No, Jeremiah Johnson was a real person. It wasn't? Okay. It was like post-Civil War. He just wanted to go up in the mountains. He was one of the most feared by Indians. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the time, he was one of the most feared white men. He was considered one of the all-time... I'm going to make sure I'm talking. (laughs) No, spew your... No, I know the story, but... (laughs) I, I want to make sure how far off this this movie was from the original. Was it the crow? Was that one of the tribes? There was the crow and there was something else that he was encountering there. So basically, yeah, he just wanted to go up there and he didn't know anything and he just kind of tried to do everything himself. Remember at the beginning where he couldn't even start the fires and everything and you had uh, all the Native Americans kind of uh, riding up to him and just kind of... Remember, there's that great scene where he cannot pull a fish, and that one uh, Native American guy has like all the fish like on his horse. The he, his real name was Jeremiah Johnston. They changed his huh. name for the movie. Interesting. I don't know if that had to do with. It's all about that T. That T just changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly uh, does. <laughs> well, one of my favorite scenes is where he comes across the bear tracker. This is like probably the most memorable scene in the movie. It's where the the bear tracker, played by this really great character actor, this like rough and gruff, got a great voice, 
comes up to him and, and says, "I've been smelling you for the, you, you. You must be the person I've been smelling for days, and then hearing hearing for the last two hours, just stomping around." Uh, and he says, "I don't know if you you don't you're not going to be able to survive up here." And then he ends up teaming up with him, and he says, "He says I want you to show me how to do uh, all this stuff." He says, "Can you kill?" Uh, can you kill and skin grizzlies? He says, yeah, I can kill and skin off just about everything. He says, all right. He says, that's my house. It would take a while to skin a grizzly bear. I would think it would take a lot. <laughs> so I don't know how much he was bullshitting on that, if he could have do it. You would need a 50 cal. He was about to get a, uh, a crass course in it because it was the best scene in the movie where he points he points down the hill and he says, that's my cabin. You go down there. You get something to eat, you get something to drink, and I'll I'll rustle you up a bear. And so he's in there, he's in the cabin for what seems like six seconds. He he takes a sip of some soup that's on the thing, and he hears the old man cackling outside. So Robert River opens the door, and there's a bear like charging after the old man, like just running. <laughs> I got him, him for you. He, yeah, he, he's like, get ready, I got him. And he literally he runs into the cabin. The old guy runs into the cabin and busts through the window. Like does like this roll through the window and looks uh, looks into the house where you hear the bear struggling with uh, with Robert Redford saying you skin, kill and skin that one and I'll get you another one. <laughs> now it's been a while since I've seen this movie. Did they talk like his nickname was Liver Eaton Johnston? Ooh, no, they didn't go to that part. That's not Robert Redford. <laughs> I and the, the like. The reason why they feared him is he is he had scalped three hundred of yeah. the Crow Indians. Yeah. Remember, he came across that one guy. There was so many great situations in this. He came across this one guy where, remember, he was buried in the desert up to his head. <laughs> and uh, he, and they come up across him, and they were like, uh, you doing all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. I got a horse underneath me. <laughs> and uh, he had obviously been buried and left for dead, so Jeremiah Johnson dug him up and then hung out with him for a little while, and they ended up coming across uh, this Indian tribe. And that's where he got hooked up with the... Uh, uh, the girl that he was uh, with, the Native American chief was. Uh, paints his remember he pants gave, red. What he, was it? He had a weird name. I can't remember. Paint, paints his pants red or some. He had maybe I can't remember. I rem- he would. Jeremiah Johnson gives him a gift that was way too good of a gift, and the bald guy's like. It was the fifty you put cal him a, that he found, right? Oh yeah, that's what it was. He on, found on a the fifty frozen cal. Guy, on the frozen yeah, he guy. found a fifty cal rifle. Which, if you're out there, like. That's probably the one you want to yeah. take the bears down because the other one you're gonna have to get a couple shots off. So when he when he gave this gift, he was like, "Well, now you put him in an awkward position. He's gonna want to give you a uh, gift just as equal to yours." So he ends up giving him his daughter. Yeah, I mean. So th- then they end up starting, and he found a kid. That he, they came across this like slaughtered house, and he was the only survivor. Yep. No, he, it was him and an old woman, but the old woman ended up going off it. in the woods. She went mad. So for a good chunk of the movie, it was Jeremiah Johnson. It was the 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 female that he was with and the young kid and they almost developed a life and started real feelings for each other and, and then at one point up oh, they just got slaughtered like off camera he came home and they were all fucking dead living and, in that time period in the 18s yeah excuse me 60s in the midwest he continued know. on you thought oh well this will be the thing that brings him back to civilization no he dug in deeper yeah. grew the beard he, now he's just by himself doing his I'm gonna like, Timothy- stuff Oh, I'm not Timothy McVeigh. Who's the other one? The one that got the cabin. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The Unabomber? Unabomber. Yeah. Ted Kaczynski. I'm going to Ted, Ted Kaczynski, Kaczynski this, this shit. <laughs> Do you ever see that? Do you ever see that um, that uh, miniseries? There was like a miniseries episode, about it? Ten no. episodes. I've never seen that. Awesome. Oh, I'll awesome, check it out. Awesome, awesome. Huh. Is it I new? I mean, 
About the five years ago. Oh, huh. Netflix? Awesome, awesome. Netflix. Yeah, I'll have to look into it. And, I mean, it, it dovetails with the survival because they were talking about he was up there with no, no electricity, no running water. At some point, the military had to go up and confront him and say, we need your help. There was... Uh, That's funny. Uh, they did that to Kaczynski, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was all right. They just needed him to... They said, you know these bones oh, really yeah. well. We need you to yeah, show man. us where this thing... And remember, they wanted to go through the uh, the Indian burial, burial ground. He's like, that's not a good idea. Yeah. I grew through that shit, man. Got, then, just because you don't bad. believe in evil spirits doesn't yeah. mean that they don't. This was a good movie. A lot of people haven't seen this unless... I mean, it was big back I think in the they day. cut a lot of... The folklore of what I liked about this yeah, character, yeah. like he was a brutal murderer. No, they didn't go into that. And he, uh, he got at one point he was captured by the Blackfeet Indians. Yeah, and they were going to sell him to the Crows, which he, they knew the they were. Rivals, those are the, yeah. but the, the Crows were the ones that he killed, so they knew they could get a lot of money from him. Yeah, and uh, he ended up slaughtering all the Blackfeet Indians and escaping from the... They had him held up in a little makeshift prison. And, yeah, he had a life. I'm sure that might be one that's worth a reboot, you know, if they wanted to be accurate about it, because I'm, I am I would imagine everyone involved would want the most accurate version of that. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> unless, but it, it's unless, one of those things where it, a lot of it's speculation. I mean, he had these horrible... Like, the Indians painted him as a liver-eating, murdering maniac, mm-hmm. And they, they probably I was listening to a pod the other day where they were talking about how uh, a lot of the Japanese in World War II were liver eating cannibalists. <laughs> I believe it, man. Yeah. That, like, really I don't think they've it. done. I think the Revenant probably did a bunch of good stuff, but I don't think they've done a really one hundred percent accurate portrayal of like Indian conflict. Yeah, the even like Indian and, on Indian or Indian and American soldiers. Yeah. I mean, they were both brutal, obviously, but yeah. I don't think they've. I mean, maybe Hell on Wheels. Hell on Wheels touched, touched on, on a little, it a little bit. bit, but not. What's not what a about lot. the other one with uh, the town with Bob was the mayor. Bob was the mayor. Bob from the joke. Oh, you mean like uh, what was the name of the show? Deadwood. Deadwood. Yeah, yeah. Deadwood was touched on a little bit. At least that did show the rough and kind of gruff stuff that was left out of a lot of the Hollywood movies because Jeremiah Johnson was a big Hollywood movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like Dances with Wolves, it's like yeah. Big Hollywood movie. All right, well, let's go to a really indie, indie movie right here. And a lot of people, I would not recommend this. Riveting, high-action thriller. I loved it. It's an action thriller. Yeah. (laughs) So we're talking about uh, 2002's Jerry. Jerry with a G. And I could not recommend this to anyone unless I know for a fact their movie tastes go into the indie flicks where absolutely nothing happens. And you're still cool with it. When's going to happen? When's something (laughs) going to happen? If if you're... uh, This would be... Justin's nightmare. To have to sit through <laughs> to have to 90 sit minutes through this of this movie. <laughs> I would strap him to the chair. That's not what the loser of the trivia challenge has to do. We strap him to the chair and we put Jerry on. And if Dave loses, he's like, fine, I dig this movie. So this is Gus Van Zandt. There's only two people do in the movie, see? basically. <laughs> do you see? <laughs> yeah, I see. We'll, we'll open your eyes like Clockwork Orange yeah. and shit. I'll be there with the eye drops right in the corner. <laughs> Wait, he's still walking, Justin. (laughs) Paul's like, I wish there was another hour of this movie. (laughs) Literally, there's like eight minute scenes with their walking. And you yeah. just hear the sounds of them on rock. Yeah. And it's it's like, are they are they going to cut? Are they going to cut? Is it still this? They must walk. And it's an hour and 45 minutes. You would think this was an hour and 20 minute long movie. They were like, no, they dug in. And they were like, we're going to yeah. do this for an hour. And, and they probably cut it down. It's probably two hours and 40 and minute movie. I think this was one of those things that Gus Van Zandt 
probably talked with Casey Affleck and Matt Damon about while they were on probably Goodwill Hunting. I did talk to somebody one time, and they're like, "Man, they must have done this movie for like three thousand dollars." No, like, it was like three hundred thousand. Yeah, and I was like, they still, ha- and that would be considered a no budget movie. Actually, I think it was more like three point two million. Th- even that was considered a low it's budget true. movie. It's they like, didn't make any money on this. They t- everyone lost on this. They kind of had to have known it was. I'm not even sure this had a wide release. I saw it on dvd and i was like oh matt damon and casey affleck and gus yeah. van zandt i'll watch every gus van zandt movie anyways and casey affleck kind of been relegated to oh yeah asshole yeah. status yeah point. right after he won his award too so with him and who, uh, there was someone else that joaquin was involved with it but joaquin came out a little bit cleaner than yeah he, it was one of those he just didn't treat treat women nice he didn't treat he was calling women cows on the set of something that he was doing down in mexico and everything and he was using his status to get people in bed, and it was he was just he was just an asshole. He was what, being what we thought he was. Being. Yeah, <laughs> he was being what actors probably. I'm going to put your hamburger right here, and every week you can make pants. hamburger layaway. Come on, Chucky, you going to put it up here. That was one of my favorite scenes, yeah. scenes from Goodwill Hunting with him. So good. So basically, and I could describe the movie, in, Jerry, in 20 seconds. They get lost in the desert. Shit, it only took three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the end. They, they're literally, they're, they're taking a hike into the desert to see some sort of rock formation that they never end up getting to. Satellite phone. Yep. They come across or a, one pe- or a goddamn compass. They come across like two people right at the beginning walking down the thing, and this is where things go astray. And then we're like, w- w- "Should we go down that path?" He says, "No, that's where all the tourist stuff is. Let's go down. The- Everything merges to the same place. Let's go down no, there." No, it doesn't. So basically, they they get lost real quick. And like I, when I said, there's there's talking between them and everything, but it's very sporadic. Like I said, there is like eight minute scenes of walking. Stay or, still or go back. Don't yeah. go forward. There's they no. Keep, they keep pushing forward. Yeah. We see them. They don't ever lose it. Lose it. But you could tell the frustration is uh, growing. And they the problem with this too is they went out there thinking they were going to see this like Joshua Tree or something yeah. where they were going to go out there for a half hour and they were going to come back and they brought no food, no water. No protection whatsoever. The sun, nothing. Uh, I mean, they are just out there with their damn self. Yeah. And dumb, it, dumb, dumb, dumb. To dumb. me, it's riveting because you get to see them, and you get and they. There's they a point both, where they realize they're they're kind of fucked. Man, there's a couple of good scenes in it, but you literally have to sit through an hour of uh, of like nothing happening to experience it. Yeah. Which is when the hallucinations start happening. One of the yeah. best scenes in the movie is, and I'll ruin it here because I'll save you people from watching it because I know no one besides me is going to be completely interested in it. Uh, because it it is a boring movie, but it's, it's a good boring movie for my in my taste. But there's a scene where Casey Affleck and, and they are like parched. I mean, you could tell they're on their last leg. They're losing energy. They they are not in their right heads. And Casey and Matt Damon are talking. They're sitting on the ground and they're walking. And you see the distance and you see something someone walking uh, towards them. And Casey's like, I, I think it's a hallucinate hallucination he says I'm, i think i'm seeing stuff i'm seeing a mirage and everything and they go on and have this conversation and as the figure gets closer it's matt damon and you realize the mirage was sitting next to him <laughs> and he was having a whole discussion with himself with the, mirage. with the mirage and the person walking forward was actually matt damon and you were like holy crap and even casey reacted to it he covered his face and his eyes and he, and he kind of looked side-eyed at matt damon to make sure he was really that was really him and matt damon's like what's the problem let's go let's we got to continue walking i think we can if we walk north and then there was one point where they're 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 going through their head all right we went north we stopped here and they realized where they fucked up 
It was that great scene where Casey got stuck up on the rock for yeah. a good 20 minutes, and they just tried to figure out how to get him down, and they yeah. were like, make a dirt mattress. And they did some weird thing with the filming when he jumped, because obviously yeah. he would have probably broken his leg if mm-hmm. he jumped. He was jumping like 30 feet. Yeah. Uh, can't do that but and then there was a shock at the ending i don't know if we want to reveal the shock reveal. shock thing at the ending you think so yeah. all right spoiler alert if you're not interested in seeing it but like I, I said it's worth seeing i think it's worth seeing if you like if you're a fan of indie movies yep. if you're a fan of either of those guys well maybe i should leave the ending okay all right we'll leave the ending Never mind. Uh, spoiler we're gonna take it off we're taking it off <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go to the next one uh and the next one yeah we'll just continue on this list and this was a really good one i saw this in the movie theater and this is 2004's open water this was such a good flick. Also, yeah. one of those also movies speculating. that <laughs> speculating for sure. But this wasn't based on a true story. I don't think was it. I think it was. It was. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, that's it, what it made it so crazy. It seemed to less bother me than Perfect Storm for some reason. Because uh, we can kind of guess that this is probably what happened. I mean, this is what happened. You know, and oh my god, it's so it could not have helped the scuba diving industry. I would imagine, and it didn't help uh, that these two were very likable people. No, no sharks. We, we don't guess. We don't have to guess about shark behavior. We know it. I'm more concerned about the people leaving them behind behavior. It's just, oh. That's, yeah. what, that's what pissed me off more than the sharks. I you, assume the sharks are going to show up at some point. You just got to have a, con, a, a consistent way of validating that everybody yeah. got back on the boat. Head count. I want to see. Not like a, but like a, like, they the way they did it is the people came out of the water, they counted it, but somebody went back in. So when they came out, they counted that person twice. Yeah, and they didn't see the. You should yeah. do a. All right, we're pulling away from this area. I got ten people. I want to mm-hmm. do a head count. One, two, three. Okay, there's ten. Well, because it's so easy, especially when the nature of scuba diving. Those people are under the water. You wouldn't see them. Oh, God, it's so. That's why. Yeah, you can't have that type of. It, if it's based on and a true they story, they didn't realize until like the next day. It was a while. And they had their pack still on the boat. That's what's yeah. crazy. I guess we're jumping ahead. Okay. We don't. If you don't know what open water is, it's also very simple. A lot of these are very simple uh, synopsis or log lines can, to give. Shit can go <laughs> wrong in the very simplest of situations yeah. that you would expect them not to have gone wrong, like uh, like uh, ski lifts stopping when yep. they shouldn't have stopped. Yeah, and exactly. The, all these have that kind of element. And human error. It doesn't. It makes the whole situation even worse because these were two a couple that was very uh in love and very normal and they showed them at the very beginning you know and just goofing around and everything and they were just going to go on this scuba diving expedition and like everybody else was just thrilled and excited went underwater and to their point of view they were in the water and then they came up and the boat is gone no one's there talk about scary and but if you were in that situation, you would have been like, well, they're going to figure it they're out. Gonna figure they're going to figure it out. Yeah, they're going to be unloading the boat and say like, hey, there's two people's there. stuff still here. What the hell? My God. And the great thing about boats nowadays is like I have a, I have GPS um, mapping system on yeah. my boat. I can just pull up exactly where I was the whole day. Yeah, yeah. So you can... In an, and that's and your boat, so put I can the, imagine. Yeah, that. and just put the coordinates in and literally it'll... It'll, it won't drive you there, but you can just follow the line right to where you were. Yeah, that's crazy. It should never have happened, obviously. So these guys are in, uh, and they are just, luckily they're at least in wetsuits, which control the temperature. And I think they were in like the Bahamas or something. So the, the cold water wasn't... Wasn't a factor. It, not really. It was, obviously, it was the sharks. And yeah. This was filmed crazy. They have a lot of good behind-the-scenes stuff. Which I kind saw of ruins the behind-the-scenes the, remo- stuff. The well, a couple there. of the shots they had to expose themselves. That one shot where they did it, up yeah oh yeah yeah and they great you, shot 
there was a thousand sharks yeah. around. They had to chum that water for a long time, and mm-hmm. they couldn't didn't have like nets. For oh, them. they were in there for sure. <laughs> they were in that water, but you didn't realize how much crew was around them. And that's kind of what gets you through this. Well, if it is, if you're a filmmaker, if you've been around film, yeah, it's, it's something might get. And to I guarantee you. there was three shark experts in full suits oh, with yeah. shark. Ready deterrent stuff ready to go at any moment if a shark got too curious yeah. because they don't take there's only a couple of sharks other than a collective group of sharks there's only a couple of sharks you really even have to worry yeah. about yeah the bull and sharks most of the time they're not tiger sharks great whites great whites and they're not even really they're hunting food they're mistaking you for something that they, they yeah. normally have a diet and for. i get it your legs are moving yeah <laughs> i mean that how tired you had to have been to be this to do this movie and you just felt bad from the whole Those, time the great thing about this uh, you've have you gone scuba diving before no i've i have just my pat i have my patty license so the great thing about those vests is uh they inflate yeah and you just sit there you just sit there you don't have to tread yeah. water for you just have to wait for the boat to come back yeah and modern mm-hmm. technology would normally not have to worry about any of this happening but obviously satellite it does. phone sat phone <laughs> I'm giving that's the one for everybody. Title of this movie. <laughs> yeah, hashtag sat phone. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have problems with obviously sharks, then this movie is a nightmare. I have problems with sharks. This movie's probably a nightmare to you because it's just like, oh God. I told know. the story already, didn't I? I don't know. You assume everyone's listening to every episode though, so tell away. We would bridge jump with Tim and those yeah, dudes. Yeah. You weren't with us. That I wasn't day. with you that day. So we went down to Mayaka River. 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 <laughs> and we jumped off. Like 30, 40 feet. Yeah. Big jump. Yeah, yeah. But we were used to doing it, so it wasn't scary to us. Yeah, we had like one whole summer where we were just bridge jumping. There were small bridges, yeah. and there were ones that we were trying to branch off the higher bridges, and then we realized yeah. And then stupid. Tim and I were standing on the edge, and Tim's like, I'll go if you go, and then we'll go. We'll go on three. And so we did the one, two, three, and he didn't jump, so oh. I grabbed his foot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. then he fell almost right on top of me. Yeah. That was kind of stupid. And it was too far, probably. It was too Those f- smaller bridges. When you have a lot of time like, to think about it yeah. in the air, you know you're 20 up too feet. high. Okay. So, I, I feel like the Peter Stamari and Armageddon. Yeah. 20 feet. Okay. 25. Not so good. 30. Yeah. <laughs> well, here was the problem. That is the uh, inlet to out to the Gulf. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize is when we hit the water, brackish. No, it it started taking us oh, yeah. out. I was like, "Oh, this current's strong." Yeah. So I said, "We're both good swimmers." We swam to the post. So then my scar is right there yeah, still. Yeah. So I went to grab the bridge post to 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 just relax before I swam to the seawall, mm-hmm. and I immediately cut my hand to the bone with a clamshell, muscle shell. Yeah. And I had to I, sit you see and, those too. You see them on So those. I had to swim one hand and bleeding like crazy in brackish water, which is famous yeah, you for sure. You're lucky you did it when you were like 22 because that's. But a, it was 45 minutes by the time I cut myself to the time they pulled me out that's of the water. That's what I'm saying. If you were like 45 yeah. or something, it'd yeah. be a harder thing. But I was like, I'm going to get eaten by a shark here. That yep. sucks. You're just trolling blood behind yeah. you. Yeah. They would, <laughs> I, that's right. You had to have someone else shift the car because, uh, unfortunately, you had a uh, well. Here was the, the thing: it, it took so long to get me out that by the time I got to the seawall, it was uh, the water had gone down too much, and no and no one could lift my body weight. Ugh. So they had to go get some fishermen yeah. fishing on the other side of the bridge. They had to cross the road. They had to come over. They had to like get on their bellies and reach down and grab my. They couldn't grab They're my hand. Telling that story now too. Yeah, <laughs> and so we drove to the fire station. Yeah. Someone else shifted my five speed. And uh, we drove to the, we drove to the fire station, and they most excitement they had all day did like a butterfly stitch yeah. type of thing, 
And, uh, yeah. Why does it seem like all your power went out? No, we're good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to have another storm coming. Anyways, yeah. (laughs) So that was my experience. Only thing I could think about was sharks. sharks. Well, and that's what the thing with this movie is, is we, you don't get to see anything like, that's just crazy of it. When it's that dark underwater, you're just, what you can't see is, what you can't see, it's like something in the darkness. What you can't see is the most scariest Ah, thing. Because you're, you're imagining, 20 foot jaws just yeah. licking his chops getting ready for you to make the wrong move well that's why i don't i don't do much of the walking into the ocean at night you know even even i have done it even i have done it but even three you feet shouldn't. when you get something hitting yeah. you you were like no no it's bad enough during the day but at least during the day you we can went, look down uh, you might i don't know if you weren't with us we went scalloping off of and uh we were scalloping for like an hour and a half yeah. and then we decided to fish for a while and i probably told you Maria hooked something, and we all thought it was the bottom. Yeah. We'd bending the pole in half, and we couldn't get it moving. And finally, it jumped out sideways. It was like a five- or six-foot shark. Uh, what kind this of shark? Like, I, probably a black tip or yeah. a white tip. Nothing aggressive. I know they got hammered. But we were, we, were, uh, we were fishing. We were scalping like 10 yeah, yards right away there. from where it was. Uh, and it was like, oh. I don't think they're there. They're yeah, there, man. man. They're there. We drove, we drove by that, you know, that back area to get to the, uh, the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that, uh, on that road after the work camp on the left, there's a huge fence there and a farm or something like that. And I saw like a 13 foot gator. There was people on the side of the road looking over the fence. Oh. Massive. One of did the I biggest gators you, I ever Did I ever take you to Sable Trace? We had a 15 footer oh, there yeah, yeah, that yeah. lived there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you used to throw golf balls at his yeah. head. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he used to chase the cart and then he'd get tired. So I'm giving it up. <laughs> All right, let's go on to this next movie. I absolutely love this movie, man. I just got the Criterion edition of it, and it's it's gorgeous. I don't even want to take it out of its case. Don't do it. It's the 1958's A Night to Remember. Uh, and you might not remember this movie, huh? It was. But uh, you, you remember the subject matter well, for I sure. Well, I read the book. And this is... This was based on the this book, This is the I real think. Titanic story. If anyone's out there and you're yeah. watching the James Cramer and Garbage, don't. Go back and watch the 1958 version, A Night to Remember. It's yeah. everything you no want. No one was on top of the world. Yeah, no one was screaming at top of the world painting naked girls this was straight up this is what happened this is the high class versus the low class that part james cameron did do he touched a, on that he, he touched on a lot that was in night to remember obviously he was based on a true story and the class systems were were big back then i mean this was a luxury liner that you were if you weren't rich it was even kind of surprising that you were on board it's maiden voyage you know but there there was there was like a i mean they had first, to sell third class third class seats you know where he still paid a lot of money for, yeah for if you got 500 people and crammed them into a... Man, a it's, it's so good, man. It's it, so... It's, this, the Titanic is one of those things where it it, it was equipped with all the right, yep. but it was like human error and just negligence. On everyone's and, part, too. And it was sort of like bad luck. Like, it had like... So, the way a ship like that was built was it had watertight compartments. So, if it ever tore a, a hole in the front of the ship, it could survive a 14-meter tear through or a 20-meter tear or 50, however many tear. It went one compartment too far yeah. where the water just got, was too much. And so then they had realized, and I did, don't remember this movie, but I know the story intimately. God, I man. remember writing one of the first book reports I wrote in like the fourth or fifth like grade. paper, yeah. Yeah, was on mm-hmm. this book. And I was fascinated by 
people's arrogance were like they had a plaque that said like he got himself couldn't sink this ship why would you i don't believe in god but why would you even yeah why test why that? even say that <laughs> i'm not i don't believe him but i don't know if he doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> what the most frustrating thing about this was the ship that was in sight you know oh yeah and yeah. you're seeing the titanic going flares every 15 yeah. minutes they're they're throwing up rockets and they were like surely they can see him and we're seeing there they were like there's enough rockets so they said oh they must be celebrating something and he's trying to he's talking to the uh captain you know through one of those put it through yeah. your, to your ear things yeah. down below yeah. and it wake me up when something else happens or anything and uh eventually they've ran out of rockets and he they said hey titanic stop shooting rockets he said oh their celebration must be over said, the fucking idiots and the other the carpathia knew about it and they were on their way but the carpathia was, was like too far four away. hours away yeah. was that the one that was on the way yep. or the one that was ignoring them I no that was the one that was on the way and they were like we're four hours away and this isn't like ice they hit an iceberg so you can imagine how cold the water yeah, is you they're not going to survive more survive. than like 30 i mean minutes. there might have been room on that on yeah. that door for leo to <laughs> See, they didn't even have a Leo in this movie, but they did have the unsinkable Molly Brown, obviously, that was played by Kathy Bates brilliantly in the Titanic. Now, the, the Cameron one had its moments, but it was the moments that didn't deviate from that main story. The, the, the thing Billy that Zane stu- stuff was cool. Yeah. The Kathy Bates stuff was cool. The stuff with Leo was not cool. The it one thing that, no, the one thing that stuck with me when I read this book as a kid was the band playing yep and that was a big part in this movie too and they, you got to see the band and, like, and they kept stopping and they were like alright let's break up and then one of them started playing again and they all came back together until it was like it was just too late for them they realized they realized their fate you know the boats were all not enough lifeboats they filled the rich people and up. some of the boats went off without full capacity yep and they, they touched on and all the people, uh, guys dressing like women, women to yep. get on the boat, other people just uh, trying to attach chairs together to uh, to jump off. And some people just jumped off immediately and others waited and waited and waited. And I think what we realized once they did the raising of that Titanic is that sucker it split, split in two. half. It didn't go down. In this movie, it went down in one piece. Yeah, it split in half. They did do that in the camera one, right? The, yes. It mm-hmm. did split, yeah. And that's how At it, that point, it was too late. Yeah. So it's crazy, but because when you're thinking about it, the most concerning thing, obviously, is like you, you can't survive the wa- in the water. So you're either going to uh, survive 10 or 15 minutes until and the boat hope gets somebody there. pulls you out. Yeah. Or I would be more concerned when it's happening, like being pulled under, you know, because these people oh, that waited. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you would have per- to be hundreds of yards. Of, yeah, yeah. Or if not. And there are people just like sitting around the boat. That was like bullshit. The suction of of that size object being pulled under. Tom Hanks went under that water, man. Yeah, man. (laughs) So that's always my concern. You don't want to get anywhere near that. I mean, as far as deaths go, drowning in cold water. Two hundred, I think, seven hundred survivors, fifteen hundred dead. I think that's what it was. Should have had the Indianapolis on here. The Indianapolis did they? That was a mini series. I think they did on like A and E though. No, no, the you jo- know, oh Jaws, like the the true story about what? yeah. Well, we're doing movies. I mean, what movie? <laughs> we they just made it. They just made an Indianapolis movie. Yeah, it oh, had a, it was a modern one. Yeah, yeah. Was it good? You yeah, see? it had a whole bunch of stars in it too. Oh, shit, I have to look. I have to watch that. Yeah. I think I saw it. It wasn't like Josh Hartnett, and I was like, eh, maybe not. Maybe yeah, I'm thinking wrong. But he, uh, but they they touched on the thing that, and I don't think they. We have it on any movies here, but uh, drinking salt water. Yeah. 
That well, that documentary was great. Uh, that was one of the documentaries that was so great that uh, it's hard to even watch a movie after that. Oh no, Nicolas Cage was it? I think. Was, okay, was the star. Okay, I can kind of remember the cover for this now. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it. And that in the documentary, that was big thing, where they were drinking the water and then they were going. Uh, one guy said that his his uh, friend who drank the water thought he was on like the 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 deck of the boat and he yeah. says I'm gonna go down the uh, to the lower deck and he just swam, yeah, swam under the water, water and, and never came back up and the sharks they killed people they mostly ate a bunch of the dead bodies but they yeah. also attacked some other people creepy man all right eleven hundred men went into the water <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the next one nineteen ninety six I saw this in the movie theater the ghost in the darkness oh god yeah. this was a good one man dealing Bill with, Paxton uh, right? no, no <laughs> I forgot we were gonna do that <laughs> can't do that to Val. Sorry. I, I was going to think, maybe we'll do it to Michael Douglas. <laughs> so you got Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas. From what I have read about this, that the it was kind of a whole screwed up production that Michael Douglas came in at the last moment because he decided to produce it and he wanted to star in it. He didn't come in until like 45 minutes into the movie. And then I had heard they cut a lot of it. They came in and they, they did that Miss Birdie thing. Cut, 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 cut. <laughs> I, I thought of that. I use that I reference use, I've been using a lot. It all week. I use using it all week. I use long. that reference a lot. Cut, 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 cut. <laughs> no one knows what I'm talking about. Nobody. I told you you would. <laughs> You'd know what I'm talking about. Uh, the Rainmaker. <laughs> I'll tell the audience. <laughs> but the Ghost in the Darkness. So apparently there were some scenes that just didn't make sense because they were cutting so much out of it and everything. But I thought it was still enjoyable. It was the an story. enjoyable movie. I uh, and I, it's. It's probably not based on a tr- exactly true story, mm-hmm. but a lot of the elements. Yeah, I think the would... Michael Douglas character was uh, definitely on it. Uh, well, but I mean, like, like lions kill a lot of. This was what's crazy about this movie is not the fact that lions were killing people; is that they were coming into the to camp be, yeah. during the snatching day, people and running <laughs> like away during the day when yeah. there were like a hundred yeah. people there mm-hmm. and just snatching people. One of the best is that night though when you grabbed the guy from the tent yeah. and just dragged yeah. him out. Yep. And this was it was a simple thing where Val Kilmer was being hired by uh, Tom uh, Wilkinson, like the first thing I'd ever seen Tom Wilkinson in. Like I didn't realize that it was even Tom Wilkinson in it, so it must have been one of the first things I'd seen him in it. A lot smaller than he he played a real prick that just hired Val Kilmer. He says, "I want you to build me this bridge, and uh, you you building this bridge will help, but I want you to do it in a certain period of time." And Val Kilmer was cocky, and he was like, "Yeah, I can do that." So, and then he had to hire. Did they have Michael Douglas provided for him? Or did no, he have that to didn't happen him? until people started going crazy. He's like, we got to bring a dude in. Yeah, where he had, a, I think they had killed like thirty people at that time. And they're like thirty people, thirty people had been killed because they had they had built a the hospital. Sunder, Sunder bands have have like three hundred people killed yeah. over the. It's insane that they just been tracking it. They couldn't handle the pride that was there. That was just picking people off one after another. And so, you can't once they get the taste. Yep, for humans. When they're coming out during the day, that's humans are Humans are fat and slow. Yeah. You, you, what do you want? Chase an antelope around? Or you <laughs> yeah. just walk into the village and snatch a tasty these, child? These fuckers don't put up the fights like yeah. the zebras do. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you go and feast on us? So that's what they were doing, I man. Would. They were just feasting on the locals yeah. and picking people off while they were making the bridge and everything. So Michael Douglas eventually had to come in. And he had to like straighten the whole thing. He, he's like, we're going to make a new hospital. He says, this thing is bullshit. This hospital is bullshit. He says, let's make a new one. And this hospital is where we'll... And he's like basically chumming them yeah. into the mm-hmm. hospital and everything. But the the lions aren't stupid. They go to the new place. They We know where the animals are. We don't want your your damn chum in your blood. Yeah. And smart ass lions, man. Yeah. And there was some... I mean, they're alpha predators. Yeah. They, they 
and formulate and problem solve. Apparently, a lot of this was filmed with uh, real lions. There was only a few. This was '96, so that's kind of the way it was. You could back do then. it back. Then. You could do that back then. <laughs> there was only a few digital shots in the movie and, uh, and everything, and they had a great shot with it. Uh, in the silhouette of the tent and everything. It was a lot of good kind of animal attacks in the movie and everything. But getting to see Michael Douglas, it's kind of what you thought if uh, Romancing the Stone didn't go the way it did. Like if he, he didn't get, If he didn't get the stone and he had to go He's back like, to the... Uh, I'm going back. I'm going back I'm to the jungle. <laughs> he moved from South America to Africa and uh, because he was just like that wild game hunter. He was good in it, too. It reminded me. Remember that movie growing up? The White Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, the uh, White Hunter Blackheart? White Hunter Blackheart. Yeah, yeah, that's the Clint Eastwood one. Yeah. That was good. It was around the, sort of like the same time, too. Yeah. But there's not a whole hell like of a lot of movies. Man versus Beast. Yeah. Like, although that was one specific beast he was hunting. Yeah, I'm not like sure you Anaconda. can even make that movie now. unless Anaconda you... wasn't on the food. Anaconda, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the winking of John Voight that kept it off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I loved it. I loved the Ghost in the Darkness, man. It was really fun. But yeah, like I said, I think they had a lot of. Uh, yeah, do you think they could make this movie now? You think they could make a uh, a poacher have to type movie digital? Like I, but it would listen, also have I, to. It would have to be for a reason that you're like when I see, pointing it out. When I see and and if my business partner is listening to this, he probably will disagree. But when I see rich people buying permits to go oh, hunt, yeah, it's horrible. Elephants or black rhinos. Rhinos. And you can argue, well, the, the money that they pay for the license goes to help yeah. conservation. Start a kick funder, Kickstarter yeah. page. I'll give 20 bucks. I'll yeah. find 10 other people of 20 bucks. You yeah. don't need to raise the money by killing something. No, it's crazy. I, deer hunting, turkey hunting, I get it. Yeah. There's plenty of them. Elk. They use yeah. them for food. Go for it. You want to provide sustenance for your family. There's no but reason hunting to be big killing. cats. Yeah. What the hell is that? It's just rhinos. so you can, like, some get rich dentist can put photo of him like they had some instagram model her she's a model but she loves to hunt and kill stuff so she just has pictures of her like killing bobcats and cheetahs and it's like that's ridiculous the i saw a whole thing about them actually going in and tranking these are the good people going in and tranking the uh rhinos so they could pre-cut the horn off like they're they're shaving it off so the poachers have nothing to take from them. Yeah, at that least they great. won't. That it, makes yeah, I mean, it makes the, complete the problem sense. is, is now you're taking them. a defense away from it's the true, rhino, but they're not dying. They're I mean, not dying at the same clip. Yeah, it's true. I don't know what the lifespan of a of a rhino is in the wild. I'd imagine like 30, 40 years. Really, you think it's that long? Yeah, I wouldn't even have guessed that, but I guess. They must have determined that not having the uh, the horn isn't as integral as. <laughs> taking it off obviously and if it's that rampant i mean if it's in a place where holy shit if, if we can find them someone else is gonna find them what do you got lifespan white rhinos are 40 to 50 indian rhinos 35 to 45 wow. black rhinos 35 to 50 damn man so i'm sure the po- has even the poaching industry even gone down in like africa or in south america i don't think so but no. and it's all because of chinese medicine yeah. Like they, rhino they horn. think rhino horn, ground up rhino horn yeah. is an Af- not an aphrodisiac. Make Wang but, heart. Yeah, <laughs> was that what they said? In, yeah, uh, probably golden, the golden uh, child. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's like, who's telling you this? It's like someone needs to invent uh, new folklore. God. All right, I, I labeled him. Rat claws. <laughs> make make <laughs> wang hard. <laughs> God damn it, man. You got to screw the rats like that. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of them. And they can make more that rats. That is true. Go to New York. 
All right, I left this last one here for a reason because it's my favorite on the list. It's definitely, it's probably on my top 50. No, I think it's definitely on my top 50, 1986, The Mosquito Coast. Uh, I absolutely love this movie. I, I love Harrison Ford, and yeah. all good feelings go out to Harrison Ford. Apparently, he hurt himself on the set of saw that. Indiana Jones I didn't 5. read the article, but I saw that he got That's hurt. That's what you but have happen when you have... 77 years old, Yeah, he's right? like 78? 77, 78, and he's doing his own stunts. Yeah. No, it's stupid. No. Come on, don't do that. This is this movie should have been a a, a transition from you. I play into golf with a seventy seven year old and he's yeah. in really good health. He can yeah. walk around the golf course, but I can't see him jumping from train cars. To no, they can't be doing that kind of craziness. He needs to realize it. He's a wild man, anyways. You know, I mean, he's in he a, flies his own plane. He almost killed planes. himself a couple times, right? Yeah. He, he tried to land it. Remember, he was landing like right. Is that somebody? Was there an outgoing plane behind me uh, or under yeah, me? Yeah, <laughs> but he crashed before, yeah, that, too. He crashed and he lived. I mean, nothing's taken him down. So I think he just hurt his shoulder in Indiana Jones. So it must have been. <laughs> I hope he it's was not reaching a, for craft <laughs> services. He's <laughs> like, oh, Twinkie, I can do it. Twinkie. <laughs> Uh, tell people I was cracking the whip. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Twinkie-related injury is not as cool as it sounds. Uh, they're not going to cover that. <laughs> but this is one of my favorite. And, this and had I, River Phoenix in it? River Phoenix. Had here, Helen Mirren. Uh, Helen Mirren looking is super young. Beautiful. And I mean, she still is beautiful. She is beautiful, but if you look her back in the day, Helen Mirren will like blow your mind to how uh, how gorgeous she was. She's got a new show where she's like narrating uh, nature, uh, oh, animals, and stuff. Isn't does like, Snoop like, Dogg like, do like that? Like Snoop Dogg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think in a more up? serious way. I think Helen Mirren's just got the voice for that type yeah, of thing. It's like Morgan Freeman. You can just listen it, to him. Blade Runner is probably my to- uh, in my top five movies with Harrison Ford. So I, but this is probably my favorite role he's ever done because uh, it's very different from most of the stuff he's done before. Manic in yeah. this movie, and he, we're basically seeing him lose his mind and his family on screen. I pictured this his character to be what what. River Phoenix's real parents were like, oh, maybe they moved to Costa Rica. It was just the and just did some off yeah. the grid type shit. And that's what the movie is, you know. So you've got Harrison Ford's character is Joaquin was uh, like River's like I'm right at home. Yeah, well, that's they actually had said that in a lot of the write ups in it that he has been very familiar with this type of stuff because yeah. of the upbringing he had. And he was he wanted to like bring ice. Yeah, well, he's machine. a he was a brilliant, brilliant inventor, engineer, inventor, and engineer yeah. and inventor, and he had invented this kind of cooling uh, uh, machine that made ice by fire. You know, he's using coal and he's creating this uh, system where it creates this incredible, yeah, which would have changed everything for yeah, that he tried area. to sell it at the beginning he tried to sell it to the one guy at the farm who was growing uh, asparagus and apparently he had hired him to do something else and he he was like he's like you're brilliant but i can't do this i said i said i needed you to give me a simple system and you've got this and harrison ford was kind of dejected he's like he hated it he hated everything about it he says but he says if he had loved it what did that keep us from doing you know he was very optimistic but he talked through the whole movie i mean yeah. he is just well, like he, he was on Adderall like like probably people on Adderall like too much Adderall probably are and he he went home and he uh, he called Helen Mirren his wife mother and his kids and he so he had the two redheaded girls from great outdoors were the two, uh, i think they only done this in the great outdoors yeah. and then river phoenix and then river phoenix had a brother and Helen Mirren's the wife and he basically said we're leaving and the, the wife was all for it i think that's one of the adventure kind of, for the kids but you could tell at the beginning of the movie she this is the man i married he's exciting and he's yeah. whimsical and we're going to take these kids but on an adventure when when the time came for them to just cut their losses oh yeah well it gets to that point but at the beginning of the movie when they got leaving, to that point pretty 
Uh, earlier sort of, in the movie sort of than, quick. It, than he should have. The what was interesting is when they're leaving the house, they leave everything. They they took a, a a decent amount, a couple suitcases of stuff, but they left the dishes. When she's leaving the house, she's got the soap still in her hand from washing the dishes. I mean, that's how he told her. He says, "Let's go. We're we're leaving now." And, and so she left with her soapy hands and everything. She and, knew who she married. So they went on. They took a ship that got him to. Uh, I don't. It was filmed completely in Belize, so we'll assume that. That's where Which is this area. Really beautiful. Yeah, really beautiful. This didn't do much for it. <laughs> no. As far as uh, kind of but They just pointed there. the cameras away from the resorts yeah. stay, that, were all, yeah, stay they, at a resort, that they were staying people. at behind them. <laughs> so he takes his family out into like the middle of the jungle. This must have been a very pleasant movie set. Yeah. Like uh, they could, all the crew could I just, hope. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> during the day, you probably... I mean, they were sweating balls, and it was probably a good yeah, amount of misery. But they had, yeah. they had margaritas waiting back at the hotel. <laughs> yeah. Depending, I guess, who, who did this? Oh, this was Peter Weir. He was the same guy that did uh, Master and Commander, really oh, okay. good uh, director. He likes uh, water. Yeah, he's definitely around in a bunch. So once they get to the jungle, it's basically, hey, we're going to build our houses, and this is our life now. And they build some nice shit. <laughs> yeah. It was gorgeous. I mean, almost too nice. Yeah, like well, the that lo- was the, that the was pirates the were like, all right. The big part of this movie is the pirates, man. When they show up at the village, and it, we could talk probably a half hour just about this scene because it's so good where they show up. Well, before that, so he, he builds up this whole place. He has this kind of animosity with the neighboring like missionary mm-hmm. reverend whose daughter is Martha Plimpton. Mm-hmm. And he's crazy. He's almost in a level... It's almost a good dichotomy where... They're both crazy as shit. The Reverend's crazy as shit in his own way, and then Harrison Ford is just you dangerously have to crazy. Be to, to just live that. There's a great the scene. Lifestyle, right? Uh, yeah, there's a great scene. It's the clip I started this episode with, where he's just the locals are there, and you don't even know if they can understand what he's talking about. And he's ranting and he's raving, and you go to New York, and this is what happens, and they take your stuff, and this is uh, this, and this is that, and they must have had him do it maybe 30 times and just amp it up like each time more and more and more. And it was wild to like Perfect. watch. Perfect, do it again. Watch him do it, yeah. <laughs> but when the pirate showed up, he had already like built like this ice machine the size of a barn. Yeah, and it was producing ice for everyone in the area. They had like mosquito and ending up, and their houses looked gorgeous, man. And these guys came in, and you realize these guys aren't going to leave. Gonna, They're just going to stay. Yeah. He he says we're we're gonna uh, we're infested with ants, so we'd we'd allow you to stay. And he he starts breaking stuff down to fuel the lie of there being ants. Yeah. So he's literally breaking stuff down because he's worried these guys are going to rape my wife and they're going to uh, yeah. take over. And they and were kill going us. to. And they were going to. So he's like, I set you up in our in our barn, which is actually the ice machine. Yeah. You know? Well, they, he was going to try oh to like kill him, right? No, no, he did. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think his his idea was to put him asleep because he was going to, they locked him in there. He woke River Phoenix up and said, I need yeah. your help to do this. Yeah, yeah. You need to climb up. You need to close the top doors. I'll, I'll close the thing. And once the, uh, they, they should just fall asleep and then, uh, I don't know, we'll tie him up or whatever the thing was. And then it went wrong and the gas started going up and then the whole thing just blew up. You could hear them like cooking inside. Yeah. And they had to keep running and the entire village was gone. And, and now it's them on the boat. You know, yeah. and Harrison Ford's still like, no, we're not Let's giving up it. on yeah. this. <laughs> it got so bad that the kill the kids are like, we hate it was like him. Like a mutiny. Yeah, we hate him. We want him to die. Helen Marin's trying to stick on uh, board, and then they had a couple villagers that were there that are telling him, he says, "You got to go. Your dad's not well, not well at all." And I don't want to ruin the whole thing, but they end up coming across the Reverend's camp, and you you think, oh. They're going to get help from the Reverend and everything, and River Phoenix is super excited. And then you realize Harrison Ford had gone on 
on the shore and set fire to the uh, reverend's barn. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you are crazy as shit. These guys were going to help us, and you just destroyed it so you could steal their gasoline and everything. And then uh, apparently the book, it, it ended really violently. And, and the movie, it was still sad as shit how it ended. But it was a wild ride just to watch Harrison Ford go through those levels of, like, m- maniacal kind of craziness. So... Yes, I loved it. That was good. It was, <laughs> it was good. really My good. My wife liked it too. If, yeah, if you really, if you're a Harrison Ford fan and you like this type of movie of like just surviving in the wilderness like that, then this is top notch. You know, watch it. Do don't do it. Yeah, don't, exactly. <laughs> he Dave's advice. That's exactly the same advice I would give. <laughs> you live through the eyes of others. That's why I watch all these that's movies. Why that's, like that's why I've not gone parachuting other than the one time. You know, I can yeah. watch somebody do it. Right. I can. I can watch. What's that? Movie with Matt Damon farming on Mars. I don't need to go to Mars. I can watch Patrick Swayze do rolls in the air on Point Break. I don't need Mm. to go do it. Yep. (laughs) I can watch him dirty dance all he wants. I won't have to do it. I can. (laughs) I'll still try to reach for the Twinkies at Craft Services, but other than that, (laughs) I'm not doing it. I won't hurt myself either. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that's our uh, man versus nature for this week. Do another one. Don't don't be tempted, me, man. We'll we'll go. I'm sure there's a. I'm just, I, I got the next 10 plans, so maybe the 11th one we'll, we'll go through and we'll cut back to <laughs> the 11th part commitment? three. <laughs> Thou shalt not get, get away, away with, with it. it. Another random quote. That we, we, <laughs> I'd bet nobody gets that quote. If, if you know what that quote is from, e- email, email us or send us a Facebook message. Paul will give films. you a... Uh, he will give you his favorite Smurf. No, no his I, favorite I ain't Smurf. doing that, man. I'll, I'll give oh. you my uh, dying admiration <laughs> because that's uh, a Does random quote. Does that mean you, you only give it when you die? <laughs> yeah. Or you die giving it? No, I die giving it. Oh. So, yeah, next couple weeks we've got some great stuff coming up. Me and Justin, next week we got our Rick Moranis on. Oh, love Rick Moranis. We're going to talk all the great Rick Moranis movies. Me and Dave, the next time we meet, we're going to do the best, some of the, 10 of the best screenplays ever written, man. Just some really great stuff. Uh, Charlie Kaufman's actually got two screenplays Anaconda's on there. Anaconda's not on there. Uh, Anaconda's not on there. That'll have to wait for number three just as a joke. We'll have to put that sucker on there. Uh, then after that, we're all leading up to this great trivia uh, wild card episode that we got coming on. But We're coming up on... 200. 200. This is 191. So 200. Four years. Here. Uh, 200 will, yeah, be technically 201. Uh, yeah, 208 would be four years, but it's pretty close. Four years, close. so it'll be like nine, maybe one. Yeah, but it's going to be exciting. So if you want to hit us up, you can uh, check us out, Fascinated with Films, on Facebook, or you can uh, shoot us an email, films at gmail.com, or you can leave us a like or a comment straight on our two platforms, which is iTunes and SoundCloud, and we will get back to you. Next to next week. You'll get back to him. I'll get back to him. <laughs> <laughs> next week, me and Justin will bring you some Rick Moranis. You don't want to miss that one. It's going to be exciting. But until then, see you. Bye. Well done!